There's no sacrilege in eating pizza off of a paper plate at 9:45 on a Thursday night. Oh, that's I'm the comfortable. Best. That's the way to do it. I'm comfortable doing what I did. I'm, I'm, I like I tell myself every night, I am fine. I got, what's better than what's better than when you go? You know, this is more back in the days. If you go out, have a couple of have a couple extra drinks. There's got those plates. You know, just the pizza by the slice, right? And you just go out there. They just have those nice just paper plates, and there's – you know, you might get two or three thick of them because nobody's <laughs> counting because they're just – got so many people waiting in line. Throw in a slice of pizza on there. Do you want to reheat it? Of course I want you to reheat it. Throw it back in there. Those, those places are the greatest. Absolutely. From that open, the, the main question that I had was, what character in Succession is Chris thinking that he is? Have you guys watched Succession yet? I haven't. No. I've, okay. I've, it's, it's on the list. I want to see it, but uh, so do, a, do you watch it? Yes, I watch it. I love the show. I find it really interesting and funny. And I only picture Chris as Connor Roy, and I think that he'll get the he'll get the joke. Uh, he is kind of like the the very fancy other brother that's in the room. And there's a it's a lot of business slang. A lot Define of- fancy. I need I need a definition <laughs> on fancy. So he's played by the guy who is in Ferris Bueller. Who is it? Ferris Bueller. Who's the? Who, is it Cameron? Yeah, he's playing the guy who plays Cameron. Okay. And he is the brother that's not necessarily involved in the business, but he kind of comes in when he wants. He says some <laughs> lines and he and then he leaves. And he has a girlfriend. He has a Broadway show that he's put on for his girlfriend. So he's less in the day to day management of the business, and he's more of the come in, says something. And then leaves. <laughs> that's Chris well, to me. That's the best sales job for me to get to watch Succession. I want to know if Chris is Cameron from Ferris Bueller on Succession. That's what I. That's what I need to see. Along, it was a good night. I had a good time because it was. If I'm being, I had too much pizza. I, I did. It was. It was half of a pretty good sized pizza. My son took down the other half. But the other part of the night, the bourbon part, perfect. Just perfect. Just the perfect Can't amount. Wrong with a bourbon. No. No, it, it or or three for that matter. It was a, it was a pretty good night. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. So we're talking about the idea, Slee, um, of Carlos Correa potentially yep. replacing Corey Seager as the Dodger shortstop. Which uh, honestly, it, it angers me. It really, truly makes me upset because I, I just can't get over. The personal humiliation yeah, this is this that is... would ensue of allowing someone that did something so deeply disrespectful to not just the game, but to me personally, mm-hmm. to just kind of let it go because it legitimizes not to you his existence. To Dodger fans personally, Dodger right? fans, like I... Dodger players, Dodger, mm-hmm. Dodger, everybody. Clayton Kershaw's legacy is immediately different if they win that World Series. It's immediately different. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. The Dodger run over this nine-year window is one World Series short of being able to call it a dynasty. They're, they're, they're one short. Well, there's one more. There's one more. And if they do win that one, maybe they got a little bounce. Maybe they got a little something that's going sure. on. Maybe they cash in a couple of other opportunities. Sure. We, no, we'll, it changes we'll everything. I could never get there. I could just never, ever get there with him. Okay, so this is what I'm hoping for. What I'm hoping for is, listen, Trav, there's a couple ways to look at sports. This situation is more unique. I could have hated a player that played for a team yes. that always beat my squad, right? Like there's there's different ways to look at things in sports. Oh, no, that's that's a rival to my team. You know what? I cannot stand that guy. But if that guy ended up coming to play for my squad and is going to help my team win a World Series or a Super Bowl or an NBA championship – that's a different way. That's a different, you know, item of looking at it. That's 
that's a player that you didn't like because you respected the way he played the game. You respected the way he got results for his squad. You didn't like the way that he was clutch against your team. Carlos Correa is a fantastic baseball player. He is. Yep. I don't think you and I would question that. He's no. elite, elite at his position. He's elite in Major League Baseball. This is different because when you know we mention if Corey Seager ends up walking away and he goes somewhere else, and I mentioned Bill Plaschke has an article uh, in the LA Times about this, that would you be open to Carlos Correa coming? Actually, Plaschke's argument is you should open your arms to Correa, as in there's a reason why you want Correa on this team. Listen, some people also look at sports just one simple way. I don't care what you did. You know what? Are you going to help my squad win? Are you going to help them win a Super Bowl? Are you going to help them win a, a NBA championship? But I, I, if somebody out there wants to make the argument, I think the more interesting point would be this. If you think Correa should be on the Dodgers, that you think you should turn the page on that, You, sh- if you think that he not only is a good fit, you should somehow shape, way, or form – forget about what he's done in the past and kind of put that to the past. You can make your argument. It's 877-710-ESPN. We're also going to take some calls from callers who, of course, don't want Correa on the, on there, the team. There are some things that I'm not getting over. You can't have an affair with my wife. We're not going to be friends after that. We're, we're not, you're not coming over to moving into my house. You're not, you're not coming into the 4th of July barbecue and playing ping pong in my backyard, yucking it up with the other people, talking about what you used to do. I mean, it's it's an insane proposition to me. That never, they, this isn't a. If he offered an apology, if there was, if the team signed off on it, never. I could never get with this guy in a million years. I, I do think you would look at Correa different if, um, if he had remorse, if he in the moment, did go not in now, there, too late now. He, no, I, it, I don't know. I, I, Al, if I, he if he if he held a press conference today. Mm-hmm. Today, all of a sudden, breaking news on on ESPN. Carlos yep. Correa breaks his silence. Guys, I just got to get this out there. It's eating me up from the inside out. I, I can't look sleep at, him. at night. I, I look at him differently. Not me. I would. I Not would. I, I no. think. I think this is the thing that makes it even worse for all okay. those players. The, what makes it worse? Let me just kind of give my let me give my angle. You, yeah. What makes it worse for all those players is. They never admitted to doing anything. That Major League Baseball is one of the worst things they could have possibly done. You had a lot of people who love the game of baseball like you, and I'm sure a lot of these listeners here, that you lost respect for the sport because they were okay with justifying, hey, you know what, these guys, because they came out and were open and honest to us, we're not going to let them have to deal with anything else after that. They don't have to take down that World Series that's hanging up at Minute Maid Park. I, I think if, if – you're right that – at this point, if it comes out, if he goes out of his way to say, I want to apologize, this is what happened, here are the details, this is a mistake I made, and it just goes on for 10, 15, an hour, whatever, however long it is, I could see you saying it's too late for me personally. I said, of course it's too late, but I'd rather him do it than not do it. And the question is going to be, is it sincere or not? Yeah, I, not this one. Not, not that one. Not, not five years after the fact. If When the bleep hit the fan – he would have said, you know, I, I'm actually kind of glad this came out because this has been killing me, and, and I, I'm embarrassed. I don't want the World Series. It's, I, as far as I'm concerned, I've never won the World Series. I, I want no, nothing to do with it. Okay. Five years later, because you're looking to, to score a big deal and, and go to a really well, good no, team? Well, no, no, that, that's not what I mean. I, I, don't mean. I don't mean he's doing it to justify that. I'm saying that if at it, by the way, if he retires and he were to come out and say, it's eight at me every single day. It's the biggest mistake I've ever – it will never – no matter what I do and say moving forward, I'll never be able to wash my hands clean, 
Still better than not saying anything. Still better than walking away like, oh, well, other teams were doing it too. You, you know, it makes it's, it's interesting, and then we're going to take the calls here. It would, it might make – this is like the guy that is a, an axe murderer and in prison, and right before they strap him into the chair, they say, hey, I'm really sorry for everything I did. Maybe it unburdens him. Maybe it makes the, the axe murderer feel a little better. doesn't bring back the people that got axed a bit. Well, it, it, does, it doesn't change anything. It well, doesn't make I, I, me feel I think we're better. Saying, I think we're saying two different things because if you think I'm referring to he says this before he hits free agency or signs yeah. with a team and then gets 200 mil plus, that's not what I'm talking about. What but I'm that's saying where we is, are, right? That's where we are. Yeah, we are because that's – he's in – but he's not also coming out and saying it. You know what I mean? So, like, we are also are not in a predicament where he's come out and said, hey, I feel really bad. Oh, by the way, this is my checking account and my routing number. Just make sure the checks are clear to, to Wells Fargo. All right, let's go to the phones here. Dr. Pepper call in line. Uh, we're blowing up in Garden Grove, Al. We've taken at least two, maybe three calls from Garden Grove today. Lamb in Garden Grove. You're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, guys. Um, love the show. I've been listening to you guys for a while. Um, I just want to say, uh, I being a 49er fan, I've had respect, hate for lots of different players. Um, Brett Favre in the uh, mid-90s when he beat us out of the playoffs three years in a row. Uh, Richard Sherman when he beat us in you know the NFC Championship game. Uh, those players I have respect for. Um, they you know went about the game the right way. But when you're talking about Carlos Correa um, and wronging the Dodgers in the manner that he did on the biggest stage, that I cannot accept. Uh, I don't care how good you are. You're not gonna. We're not gonna sign him. That that no. If we sign him, it'll basically validate everything that he did, and basically the, the top of the organization is saying um, it's okay. Um, you wronged us, but uh, let's uh, let's hope that uh, you can help us win another world championship. No, that's that's not acceptable to me. I'm with you, Lamb. I, I well, just don't uh, think there's a way uh, through that. Hey, uh, Trav. The, I think the the most important thing that we've said, it would feel like. If he signed with the Dodgers, that the 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 organization that's most frustrated or was um, was hurt the most. If you want to say the Dodgers and the Yankees are the two organizations were hurt most by the Astros, that's me. That's a stretch there because I think every organization's hurt. You you Fair. play this squad, you know, but they were the ones that you felt like either one can make a case. We could have won a World Series if the freaking Astros didn't know what pitch was coming, or if it was a breaking ball or a fastball, whatever the case is. I, I think that's the most important point. If the if a franchise like the Dodgers signed him, you would give him, you would make him feel like it was okay. You're, you're the the message you're sending doesn't it feel different if the Mariners signed him or if you yes. know, another team <laughs> absolutely signed him. if it's the Dodgers or the Yankees. I really feel like you're saying, hey, not only do we not care that it happened, we're also going to be the organization that was most screwed writing you a check every single month the way uh, Dean Spanos writes a check to Cronky. Uh, I just <laughs> it, had to throw that one in there. It validates yeah. what they did. It, yeah. it, 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 it makes it permissible what they did. And by the way, Dodger fans are pissed at this idea. They are, they are lined up to say, hell no. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, price line. Speaking of Monday, you got Rams and uh, oh, 49ers on Monday. on Monday Night Football. You and I got some work to do on Monday. Yeah, we're busy. We, there's a Laker game against the we'll Bulls. We'll do our show. <laughs> yeah. Lakers, Bulls. Yeah. Rams, Niners. I mean, how how fan on a Monday? How great it's is a good that? Monday. You know what that means? We're gonna have a great Monday. Have a great Tuesday too. I'm taking great, Monday off. Basically, we're gonna have all good days. We yeah. and Tuesday we're announcing the name of our award show, location right. of the award show, yep. how you can participate in the award show. There's a whole bunch of things coming. Yeah, up I'm next off week. all next week. <laughs> Travis Lee is brought to you by Goodyear with you for every mile on the road to greatness Goodyear more driven alright so we're talking about Carlos Correa and the concept of him potentially coming to Los Angeles if Corey Seager decides to go elsewhere I think the Dodgers can be very aggressive to re-sign Corey Seager but it's up to him right if he decides he wants to go somewhere else and he does you could slide Trey Turner over there easily enough he's a great player and I don't I'd kind of dismiss that he had a bad couple of weeks in the playoffs so what you know, great players have bad two-week patches. No, it's fine. He choked for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He he's a great player who had a bad two week. I'm not worried about Trey Turner even a little. Okay, bit quick quick question for you. Yeah. Um, Corey Seager uh, trying to decipher whether he wants to go to the Yankees or he wants to stay with the Dodgers. Will the Dodgers, do you think, offer equal money or I think it'll the be very only? Close. You do think it will be very close? Yeah, there, there's no reason they don't want to keep him. They're, they're, you know what I mean? It's not – It's oh, everybody kept saying, hey, you got Trey Turner. He no, no, Trey go. Turner is the Dodgers insurance policy if Corey Seager – what would be the Trey Turner insult, right, mm-hmm. is if the Dodgers somehow lowball Corey Seager and, and after that, hey, we got Trey Turner, so if you don't want to take this offer, that's fine. I sure. think they're going to go big to keep him, and then they can go big to try to keep Turner too. It, it's an insurance policy if Corey Seager in the back of his mind said, you know what, I've always dreamt of being a Yankee – you can't. There's no negotiation there. He's going to go take the Yankee right money. You need mm-hmm. to have a plan B. I think that's the plan B. Carlos Correa is plan quadruple Z. Never in a billion million eons does Carlos Correa get to be a Dodger. And, and the Dodger fans, I think, share my, my opinion on this one. So 877-710-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Let's go to East L.A. and Ruben. Ruben, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? All right. Appreciate you calling in. What's uh, so, going on? Man, he he and the Astro did a lot worse than just steal it. They hurt families. It's like my personal story with this. My uncle passed away from cancer right after that World Series. He could have seen the Dodgers win a chip before he passed. He was a long lifelong Dodger fan, so... Correa coming to the Dodgers, any Astro player coming to the Dodgers, that's a definite no. Yeah. Thanks for calling in, Ruben. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, Ruben has obviously a very personal story about, but, about but his that, uncle. But that, that, does that not show you how it kind of puts things in perspective for Dodger fans that are out there? I'm yeah. not saying, you know, that's Ruben's example for his personal life and a personal story there. But I think there are a lot of people that say, hey, listen, I've been rooting for the Dodgers my entire life. They hadn't won a World Series prior to that since 1988. This was one of their best opportunities to win it. And you're going to tell me some freaking squad in Major League Baseball, and an organization, they knew what effing pitch is coming before it comes. <laughs> it hits people you know, a certain way. So when we mention Correa, uh, I'm not, look, I'm not shocked or surprised that people are going to have a certain way about the Astros. 
Um, but I, I, I find it very difficult to try to justify this. It would it would make everything seem okay for what the Astros did and what Correa I, did. I, that I would be ag- the disappointment. I couldn't agree more, Al. I want them to wear this like a lead weight around their neck for the rest of their disgusting careers. I, I never, ever want any sense of lead. That's why it was so nice to see the Braves win the World Series because you can still say you still haven't won without cheating. You still haven't done it without knowing the other guy's cards. And, you know, and, and if they'd gotten one, they could at least have that little, yeah, well, we got one without it. Okay, they still haven't. And if the Dodgers, if the Dodgers of all people said, you know, come on over here, I think it does validate it to a certain degree, and I want it to absolutely weigh on them forever and you know, ever and ever. You, you know who doesn't get enough? It's so easy for us because we see the players on a night-in, night-out basis. They get a chance. You know, they're talking after the games. Baseball screwed this up so bad. Yeah, they They, they really screwed up. I mean, it, the same amount of venom that I think people have for individual players, they should have for Rob Manfred. They should have for Major League Baseball. They should have for the owner of the Astros where that that's another perfect situation where the owner could have said, we're not accepting this as an organization. Like this is not does not represent us or anything along those lines. But these are the people, it's always whoever's in the front line that, that usually the conversation um, it, the most hate is going towards those players. All right, let's try another one. Let's go to Silmar. Silmar and Joel. Joel, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Joel? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, love your show. Great show. Better than Mason. Don't let him tell you <laughs> anything else, okay? <laughs> Thank um, you, Joel. Every so, show is thing, wonderful, but I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> if the Dodgers were to go after Korea or anything like that, I will relive what I relived back in the early 2000s where I protested when the courts were here. Stop going to games, stop buying merchandise, stop watching the TV, and advocate for to get Guggenheim out of here. I mean, I'm, they should know how Dodger fans feel about the Astros. And on top of that, I'm getting season tickets for next year just so I can go to the All-Star game and boo these guys if they do go. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Joel. Uh, you know, it's funny. The the more we talk about this, Al, and the more phone calls that we take yeah, about this. I think this, I know where you're going with this. There's no chance. It's not happening. I there's swear. No, I was just thinking, there is I was no just thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking the same thing. In my head, I'm like, listen, if you're somebody who's running public relations for the Dodgers <laughs> and you want just a gauge of what players to go target in the offseason, spend four minutes listening to our callers for a second. And I think that's going to tell the full story. Think about the last two. The first one was Carlos Correa killed my uncle. And, and, and stole something from him. The second yeah. one was, I'm never coming back to your ballpark ever again. It's uh, This isn't, I dislike that guy. This is, yeah. if you do this, I'm holding you personally responsible the way I hold him personally responsible. Uh, let's try Brea and Patrick. Patrick, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, i got to agree with you, and that was a great analogy about if you cheat, uh, I'm going to take my wife away and – you know, anyway, it would be not only a huge distraction, but a huge disruption for the entire roster. Because, like the caller before me, I would go to the games just to boo him constantly, <laughs> scream at him, yell at him. And the, the whole team would just be so sick of all of us fans. 99 out of 100 fans will feel the same way. I guarantee it. By the way, Trap, appreciate you calling in, by the way. Uh, um, if you're Carlos Correa, I think no. th- this no. is a this is a perfect also. Don't you? 
you don't want to go to one of these two squads. Now, listen, you want to win. Yes, you want – I mean, in Houston, he has had uh, – maybe this is more of a case for him to stay in Houston. I, I don't know what their financial I, – I don't I don't know you know what the Astros are going to do in the offseason, but I'm just – that's almost your safe spot, right? Like, that's, that's the only place where it is safe. And, and I say that because at the end of the day, for him – does he really want to be with an organization like the Dodgers or the Yankees? They're going to hate him. You know, some of these you, – you better go to a small market that had absolutely no ties, didn't face you in the playoffs, wasn't in your division. Like, you got to really, really target the right team if you're going to go sign somewhere other than the Astros. Think about the calls we've taken. And, I mean, he, he comes to bat five times a night, and yeah. every time he walks up at home, boo, cheater. I mean, not a chance. What is this, the, the a Chargers we, game? <laughs> the Chargers aren't cheaters. They just, you know, no, they pay not, their rent yeah. their, their rent late occasionally. No, definitely. Who hasn't forgot to slip, to slip the uh, the rent check in the mail? Let's try Oxnard next. And Jose, Jose, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Great show. Uh, I, I got to disagree. I think you guys are dead wrong. Um, you know, for example, you know, uh, um, Matt Barnes, you know, um, when, you know, we hated him as Laker fans, you know, for what he did, you know, trying to, you know, punk Kobe and Kobe didn't mm-hmm. flinch. We hated him. We hated Ron Artest, you know, and, and when they came to the Lakers, we started winning. And it, that's a, you slowly forget about that. I mean, if Correa comes to the Dodgers and we start winning, and especially if he helps us get past the Astros, I don't think anybody's going to complain. I think everybody's going to forget. I mean, I, you know, T.O. joined the, the Cowboys after going to the star, you know, and and stomping on there or whatever he did, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as we start winning, I think that's all that matters, especially if he can help us get past the Astros in the next coming years if he joins the team. Yeah, Jose, I look, I couldn't disagree more, and and here's why. Well, the, the T.O. He's example. He's right about everything else he said. The, He's the, not right about the example. Yeah, the, the Ron Artest example, the uh, Matt Barnes example. These guys were competitors against the Lakers, and maybe they were even disrespectful to the opponent. No, that, that, that happens in sports all the time. Happens in sports all mm-hmm. the time. This was not disrespectful. This was not where you beat me. This was not where even we got into a – look, this happens all the time. Guys get in beanball wars, and they throw at each other, and they end up on the same team. It happens all the time where there's bad blood, where I don't like that guy. This is unique. This is you stole something from me. You cheated. You, imagine you cheated. if Ron Artest, instead of him being a good basketball player who defended Kobe very aggressively, that if all of a sudden the Lakers are getting ready to win an NBA championship and Ron Artest somehow gets control of the scoreboard and takes 10 points off, and now instead of the Lakers winning the championship, the other team wins the championship. That's what happened. It, it, takes it wasn't a, or just... Takes a, it takes a cheap shot and injures a player on purpose, knowing he's trying to injure him to take him out. Like it really is so unique from just competition. It's not. It's not it's competition. Stealing. It's adultery. It's it's just it's chicanery on a level that isn't sporting. It's it's rigging the game. It's 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 not just hey you took something from me because you were a little better than me on one night or maybe we you know you got a call that went your way. They stole it. From the Dodgers, from the Yankees, and from baseball, and from baseball fans. It's just, it's an incredibly bad look. Uh, one more, Sherman Oaks and Chris. Chris, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Chris? Travis Lee. Um, yeah. So, I think there's a, there's a karmic issue involved here as well. I mean, if he came to the Dodgers, I mean, what does that say for us? Last year, we, we brought in Bauer, right? Mm-hmm. We had the best team on paper that money could buy and we fell apart. We were, we were, we were, 
we were injured all season. Um, we took it right up to the to the you know the NLCS, but we were constantly battling injury. And you know, while I try my hardest not to be a superstitious guy, I played <laughs> baseball my whole life. I've coached baseball my whole life. I'm a little bit superstitious, right? And so when you invite that kind of Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, just bad joke. Go ahead. Sorry about that, Chris. No, I missed it, man. I don't want to hear it. You guys. No, are... you said I'm, I'm not Chris, superstitious. Chris, I, I said it. you're just stitious. Chris, here's the thing. I heard. I'm, it. I'm, yeah, I'm totally stitious. We're inviting that back in this year. I mean, we just got rid of Bauer. Can't we just stick with Trey? Can't we just offer enough money to to Corey Seager? Hmm. You know, and keep the guys that we home grew, right? Why do we got to constantly go out and hire guns? Well, I think it's and, both. And this, yeah, and this is different, Chris. This isn't just some you know random player. Yeah. This is a player. You know, if that that's the element that's different in this. If Carlos Correa was a Seattle Mariner and was hitting free agency, and the Dodgers wanted to kick the tight hell, yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's let, let's take a look at that. But th- this is not that. As far as the Dodgers going out and you know you prefer homegrown guys. Corey Seager, homegrown. Gavin Lux, homegrown. Uh, Cody Bellinger, homegrown. Will Smith, homegrown. Clayton Kershaw, Kenley Jansen. And th- these are guys that were developed, drafted and developed. Walker Bueller, Julio Rios, drafted and developed through the season. And then a lot of the other guys, look at Justin Turner, look at Max Muncy. These are guys that anybody else could have had. These were not high-dollar purchases. These, This was them shopping you know, in the discount rack, and yeah. they found some really, really good pieces there. Uh, yeah, they go and they buy Mookie Betts. Yes, they go and pick up Scherzer and Turner. They do that, too. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about. So the Dodgers just have all the bases covered. Yeah, yeah. No, it, no question about it. And I, I think this conversation, it's an interesting one to have, and the more we had that conversation, impossible. <laughs> I agree. Impossible yeah, it, it would happen. It certainly seems so. OBJ is a ram and a couple of really interesting quotes from a couple of different guys about you know kind of reading between the lines of what they're saying that's coming up next it's travis lee 710 espn i just like it when it's isolated it's not relative to the sandwiches just you telling someone to shut the cluck up is pretty great that's how i am that's how i am a couple of quick tweets here. Don't forget, you can send us your tweets anytime you want, at Alan Sliwa, at Travis Rogers as well. And while everybody on the phone is a hard pass on uh, Carlos Correa, same yep. difference on, on Twitter. This is from Nick. He says, the Dodgers would be better off signing a literal trash can at shortstop. Uh, this is from Francis. There's a huge difference between signing a competitive rival and a smug, cheating, self-tasting asshat joining your team hard pass so yeah and then there's this one uh from uh slave tonio that says dude it did not escape me that you worked in a chicanery on that always impressive you know thank you i appreciate uh you you enjoying my vocabulary uh yeah this this seems almost an absurd concept Uh, the dodgers have to know that this is how people feel about that guy and even if the dodgers you know gave him the blessing and said look we're okay with it dodger fans get on board they're not gonna sleep yeah, it, it seems, I'm telling you, once we started kind of talking about it, we've gone through the conversation, it was easier and easier to be like, and taking some calls, reading some tweets, I'm like, yeah, this this definitely is happening. My favorite part, by the way, was when you, 
uh, threw in the joke and he didn't understand it, and then you were quickly like abort mission. Abort yeah, mission. just it was unnecessary. <laughs> and then he assisted. No, no, tell me what He's it like, is. Oh, please start from the beginning. I'm like, oh, this is great. Yeah. This is great. It wasn't that good of a joke anyway. It's uh, it, it's fine. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. All right, today's stat hero of the day. Odell Beckham Jr. So we're going to spend some time on this, but let me give some comparisons. Odell with the Giants, Odell with the Cleveland Browns. So we know how big the name is, but let the stats kind of speak for themselves here. Reception yards per game when he was with uh, in New York, 92, 92 yards per game with the Browns, 54. Rounded up, you could say 55. Uh, how about touchdowns? 44 touchdowns with the Giants, with the Browns, seven. Um, Trav, nobody is saying that he's got to come in and be the Odell Beckham that he was in New York. Nobody's saying you have to make one-handed catches on Monday Night Football or Sunday Night, whatever whatever it was on, um, that we still talk about today. All you got to do is just be a player that's part of a team that has an incredible chance to, to win a Super Bowl and fit with these guys and complement each one of these players and play your role and do your job. We'll see if Odell obviously fits that role with the Rams. Yeah, it's... It, We'll see. I, I, I'm in the we'll see mode. I, I don't hate it because there's very little risk involved for the Rams that if it doesn't work out, you shake his hand, you say thanks, but you know we're going in a different direction, and you keep it moving. And if it does work, if it's more Giants OBJ as opposed to Browns OBJ, you, you get another really good player on your roster, that's fine. But I, my my larger part of this is he hasn't been very good in a while. This is not Antonio uh, Brown who is – combustible and 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 challenging to have in your organization but goes out there and is the best wide receiver in football this is a guy that is you know could be considered difficult a guy that has you know clashed with some other people along the way and one needs the ball a certain amount of times et cetera, et cetera. and oh by the way the production's not there that that's the part to me that's a little confusing stat hero the exclusive daily fantasy partner app of the travis and sleeva show it's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage go to stathero.com slash 710 espn for 100 percent deposit match uh travel we'll play our uh, we'll play our our fantasy and our stat hero over the weekend, so we'll definitely do that. Um, you mentioned something about Odell Beckham, and I, I think the one thing that sticks out to me, um, if there weren't players who were part of the process of bringing him in, if it wasn't Von Miller a week ago that was putting up on Instagram, hey, come come join us here, I, I think the the – because the Rams are such a well-run organization, what I'm referring yep. to is they, listen, they've had success here for a number of years. Since they've been in L.A., um, and, and specifically since um, Sean McVay has been the head coach, they have had success. So I, I think that when you're on a, a team or a franchise that everyone's pulling the rope in the same direction, you have a more likely chance of bringing somebody in saying, hey, I don't want to disrupt things. I want to help things. And I, I, I feel if you said which of the two will happen, I think Odell will just be a piece of a puzzle that they're trying to figure out is good enough in the NFC, and we'll see what happens. So with that in mind, right, I want to, I want to read a couple of different quotes to you from two different people. Number one is John Johnson, who was a Ram for a long time, a good one too. It was, it was their starting safety for a number of seasons and played very, very well for the Rams. He left. He's a member of the Cleveland organization right now where Odell has spent the last few seasons. This is what he said about the deal. I feel like they had a good thing going, like a complete offense. From being in L.A., I know for a fact the offense runs through Cooper Cup. Even in the run game, the pass game, the screen game, it kind of runs through Cooper Cup. Obviously, Odell's a big name. He's going to want that attention as well, so it'll be interesting. You know, it, it's, it's a very diplomatic way of saying, hey, listen, 
Cup gets the ball first, second, and third. Robert Woods gets it after that. And then whatever there's left is for OBJ. And OBJ doesn't really roll like that. That's what he's saying. That's what that quote is saying. And so that's a part of it. So that's number one. Here's the second quote from Cooper Cup himself. I think the thing about playing here is when you're not about what we're about, when you're not about playing for the guys next to you, I think you can stick out like a sore thumb. I don't think anyone wants to be that. If you're not about that, there's just not going to be a place for you. It's not going to be comfortable to be here. So being able to have that, I think that calls people up to that standard and why we've had guys come in and in other places that just hasn't worked out, come in and be great teammates and be an incredible football player for us. Okay, Again, this is, hey, listen, we have a way. We do this a certain – we have a culture, and if you don't want to buy into that culture, it's going to be difficult. But we've had other people in similar circumstances come in and thrive, namely Jalen Ramsey was the air quotes, you know, outspoken, difficult, whatever, however you want to characterize it in Jacksonville. The biggest difference, though, Al, is Jalen Ramsey's the best player at his position sure. in the whole league. Yep. Yep. We'll find a way to make it work. That's not what this is. Two different people in both ends of this deal, both the team he left and the team he's coming to, saying, hey, dude, you're, you're – your I need this, that, and the next thing, and it's not going to play here. There, there are certain athletes in sports. I know you say this all the time, mate. Certain athletes are they, they are who they are. They're not going to change. But there's also plenty of stories where you can see. You used an example earlier, uh, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, mm-hmm. his second stint with the Lakers was different than his first stint with the Lakers. But the expectations were also different. You're not you're not depending on Dwight Howard on a night in night out basis as you were earlier in his career. If Dwight Howard could come in and give you 15, 20 minutes, and he grabs eight or nine rebounds and plays some good defense and gets a block shot or two. That's a damn good game. And, oh, by the way, if you lost the game, it's not on Dwight. It's on AD. It's on Russ. It's on LeBron. It's on all these other players. I think with Odell Beckham, there's some similarities there. You're not asked to come in here, and and, and I think you've already reiterated this. His stats don't say that he's a franchise player at this stage, right? He's not no. De- He's not DeAndre Hopkins. He's not some of these other star wide receivers. He's not Cooper Cup. He's not no. these players. So he's going to be asked to play a specific role. It's a great opportunity for Odell. Odell's got a chance to kind of write his own script here in the final eight games of the season or whatever it is and have a chance to go win a Super Bowl, and maybe that's going to cut him his next check next year. I, I think what's interesting is if he can understand this concept, I think it's going to be really, really good. Because if you look at just the raw numbers, and and even the eye test, really, he's the third best wide receiver on this team. Mm -hmm. Cooper Cup's the best, Robert Woods is a close second, and Odell Beckham Jr. is clearly, over the last few seasons, been the third among that group of three. If he understands that and embraces that and takes the opportunities that come along as the third best player, awesome. Let's go. Let's party. Let's get this done. Because here's the thing. There's going to be a bunch of times where the third, fourth, fifth best defender is going to be on OBJ, that's a huge opportunity sure. for the Rams to get some stuff done. And and maybe maybe every once in a while you slide over that number two or that number one guy on him. That leaves Cooper Cup able to do work. That leaves Robert Woods able to do work. There's certainly some upside to this as well. Lots of good stuff in the dump, which is coming up next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, we got so many good things in the dump, Al, that I want yep. to get to it as quickly as possible. Let's start with uh, John Gruden. Uh, there's an announcement that he's suing the NFL and NFL commissioner Roger Goodell, saying mm-hmm. that they, quote, sought to destroy his career and reputation. Uh, buckle up. This is going to get really interesting with a very high-profile former NFL head coach suing the league. Well, it also says, complaint alleges that the defendants um, leaked Gruden's private correspondence to the Wall Street Journal and New York Times 
in order to harm Gruden's reputation. As you mentioned, there's no explanation of just or justification of why Gruden's emails were the only ones made public of the 650,000 emails collected in the NFL's investigation of the Washington football team. You are right. Buckle up. I'm sure there's a lot more to this. You know, look, I am in no way, shape, or form defending John Gruden at all or what he said or what he's done, but it's a good question, isn't it? It is. Like, it's a fair six, question. 650,000 emails yep. of mine are the only ones that you all know about. That's mm-hmm. kind of a that's kind of a it's a fair question. What the and answer is and if and if there's nothing else to hide, then they would yeah. say, "Okay, hey, no, go ahead. Take a look. This is the only ones that we found or whatever the case is." Yeah, we'll see. That's probably that is the very beginning of this and a million miles from the end. How about this? On this day uh in 1949, 1949. Okay, World War II had been over for four years at this point. Okay, that's how long ago this was. Uh, Vince Scully called his first ever game, and believe it or not, it was a college football game. The call was for CBS. It was at Fenway Park, and it was a college football game between Maryland and BU, Boston University. How incredible is that? I had 11 grand on that game. (laughs) Just On on the Terriers or on the Terps? Definitely on the Terps. You know, you remember that. No, that that is that's insane. That's crazy. I mean, it wow. kind of puts things in perspective here. 1949 <laughs> is when he calls. Unbelievable. Harry Truman was president. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, that was a that was a minute or two ago. This is exciting for yep. for soccer fans. I know we got a million soccer fans uh, here in Los Angeles. Uh, the U.S. men's national team it plays Mexico today at six o'clock. You can see it on ESPN two. I'm not the soccer guy. I'm not going to pretend to be the soccer guy, but it's a pretty big deal, I think. Well, right? Let, let me tell you this: you don't have to be. This is kind of the great thing with some of these unique the, some of these matches. This part of the World Cup qualifying, right? The USA and Mexico. That's the rival. And, and you don't even have to be a big soccer fan to know that this is a fantastic fan. Like, you, you should go out of your way to watch a game like this. I can't. I'm going to be at the Lakers game. I see Jorge keep keep putting it up on Twitter, and he's telling Bergman, hey, this is just the start. you got to watch these games. I, I think it, it's a interesting, really cool matchup. You know the only thing better than it? Have you ever gone to one of these type of soccer matches? Not one of the – not a national game. I've been to uh, MLS games, but I have not been to a, Bro, uh, a national game. nothing like it. I've gone really? – back in the days at Qualcomm, they would have – just as an example, they'd have – I think one of them was USA-Argentina. Oh, wow. Um, they've it. done another one. This was back in the days. No, it was probably <laughs> – it was easily 15 years ago. Are something you sure? along those lines. I'm Are pretty sure. sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I haven't been to USA-Mexico, but if you said, hey, is there a kind of unique sporting event that would be arguably one of the best environments to be in, I, I think that's one that would, would, would qualify. Also, let's see if the U.S. men's national team even makes the World Cup this time. They didn't make it last year. It was a last World Cup, huge embarrassment. Let's just make it to the World Cup at least, guys. The yeah. girls have won a couple. Let's get the guys to the oh, World no. Cup. For, the girls for, are – it's a different class. Forgive me. Are. 32 teams in the World Cup, correct? Is that the Is that the amount of teams that get in? I think that's right. Think um, so, and then they go sixteen after that, after yeah. the qualifying or after uh, the, after the group. I don't know how many countries there are in the world, but I would think that we should be one of the thirty-two best. I I, I don't know. I mean, no, I know we don't value soccer. soccer enough. They value the it, rest of the world values soccer way much more than the when no, than the USA no does. No question, but we have three hundred fifty million people in this country, and we're sports crazy. And I right. can't drive by a park on a Saturday afternoon where there aren't yep. thirty soccer games yep. going. We're not we're not the thirty-second best soccer playing country. I'm going to go world. back to it. They, it's just not valued enough. It's just not, Trav. I know what you're saying. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Every country proves every single year that USA just does not value soccer enough. 
All right, Kyle Kuzma was uh, getting some little heat from the crowd, and he said there were some hecklers during the game talking to me, so it was their fault, really. They had a sign-up that said, LeBron won Kuzma his ring, and I said, without Braun, Cleveland wouldn't be blank. This is one of those examples of uh, everybody's right. Everyone's right. Yeah, everybody kind of <laughs> nodded their head. was like, Kuzma should be saying, yeah, I probably don't have a – not probably, I don't have a championship without LeBron. And then Kuzma firing back at the Cavs fans. They're probably, yeah, we definitely don't have a championship without LeBron. <laughs> Yeah, I think everybody go back to your corners and find something new to rag each other about because everybody is right. If people want to hear our pod, and why wouldn't they, Al, to hear our brilliant show every day, how do they do that? ESPN app or on iTunes. Uh, just search the Travis and Sliwa show. Get the full three hours from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then also a quick reminder – Tonight, 6 p.m., pregame show will start. Lakers T-Wolves tip off at 7.30. It's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be a great Monday. Make sure you join us Monday morning at 9.55. We'll be all over the NFL weekend. We'll get you ready for Monday Night Football, get you ready for Lakers and Bulls. we got all of that. Mason and Ireland coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.